So would you call me crazy if I told you that tomorrow is a big deal despite Navy's record? Let me explain. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We're free and available everywhere that you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow us, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode where today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. I was not prepared. I didn't have that uh, first live read up. But anyway, uh, I'm Alex Frank, your host each and every day. Here on Lockdown Bearcats, I'm battling through a cold, but that's okay because we are the second biggest network podcast network, according to our boss, David Locke. So we'll battle through anything here on Lockdown Bearcats, especially because tomorrow is game day. The Bearcats and the Navy midshipmen in Clifton, the Bearcats looking to get back on track, right their own ship as they look to get to 7-2 and two on the season. And I look at this game, and Luke Fickle said it earlier this week, he said two things. One, he said that you can't let the UCF loss compound. And number two, it's that this is when the games really, really count, the month of November. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, here we go. You got three of your final four games at home. This is a big deal for the Cincinnati Bearcats as they look to get to 7-2 uh, and two and keep their hopes alive for an American championship game. By the way, Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Underdog. I got it pulled up. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Anyway, so from a, from a culture standpoint, it does come into play here because you just got run over by UCF with a bunch of misdirections, jet sweeps. You gave up over 260 yards or 200, whatever it was, 258 yards rushing. Well, we all know the Navy and we all know what they're about. We know they're about the triple option. Now, the Bearcats have fared well against it in recent games. 2018 against Navy, they were really good. Um, against Kennesaw State, they held them to under 150 yards, and that was the first time that Kennesaw State was held under that total in 73 games. That goes all the way back to Halloween weekend of 2015. And then when the Bearcats played Army in a game that was scheduled just weeks in advance, the Bearcats really didn't have all that much time to prepare for the triple option, so be it. They were fantastic against Army. They gave up fewer than 200 yards rushing. They forced their quarterback, Chase Anderson, to throw the ball 20 times. 20 times. You don't see that in college football. Navy has attempted 102 passes this season. But we know that they're about running. Luke Fickle said it this week. It's the dive up the middle. Russ Heltman, my colleague at All Bearcast and Sports Illustrated, wrote about that earlier this week. You know, the, the Navy is all about the dive up the middle. So if you can stop that... With your two, with the two top graded players, according to Pro Football Focus, Don Corleone and Ivan Pace, you're going to have a successful afternoon. I guarantee it. But again, it's can you bounce back after that performance against UCF? Defensively, they weren't very good. It was probably the <coughs> worst defensive performance since for sure the Cotton Bowl when Alabama ran for over 300 yards. And the Bearcats have had some subpar defensive performances over the years under Luke Fickle, but nothing like that. I mean, the Bearcats had done an unbelievable job against Central Florida in years past. 
But then all of a sudden, Mikey Keene looks like Mackenzie Milton if we're comparing UCF players to UCF players. I mean, the Bearcats didn't try to blitz him at all. So how do you bounce back after that performance defensively and face a Navy team that is going to present its own challenges? Navy and UCF are two of the top rushing teams in the country. UCF, or I'm sorry, Navy averages almost 245 rushing yards a game. So how do you, how do you combat, um, um, excuse me, how do you um, stop the run and keep Navy from chewing up yardage, from time of possession, from all the little things that go into playing a team that presents its unique challenges? Last year against Navy, the Bearcats were doused in time of possession. It wasn't even close. Thankfully, Cincinnati won by seven to keep their playoff hopes alive. But that was a game that could have tripped the Bearcats up, and they did not let it happen. This year, Navy comes in 3-5. They're 3-3 and five. They're three and three in the American. They played a lot of conference games. I don't know how that is. But, like, they have... Let me see. They have played six conference games. I don't know how that is. They played. They lost to Memphis. They beat ECU in double overtime on the road. Uh, they beat Tulsa, lost to SMU, lost to Houston, won against Temple. So they only have two conference games remaining. Cincinnati tomorrow and then UCF on the 19th. Their other two games are Notre Dame and Army. They've also played Delaware and Air Force. So, really, Navy's always been unique with their scheduling in that in those regards. But 3-3 three and three in the conference is pretty good. You know, I said it last week. You're now tied with three other conference teams, five other conference teams. UCF has three wins. Houston has three wins. East Carolina has three wins. Navy has three wins. Now you. So this is all of a sudden now a fight for the for the conference championship. Two lanes, four and zero. Again, I don't necessarily necessarily expect them to sustain that, but they could. Right? I was reading last night Chris Vanini in the Athletic profiling all the improvements made by Tulane over the last year. Michael Pratt, the receivers, their defense. They can sustain their success. Whether or not they will remains to be determined. But you got to go out there and you got to win your own games. And that starts this week. Understand. And here's what I love about here's what I love the most about Luke Fickle. Right? In the last four years, this program has only lost consecutive games one time. And that was in 2019 at Memphis, losing both games. One of them the regular season finale, the other the conference championship. So this program does not lose back-to-back games. And if you want to, and, and if this program wants to hang its hat on that, they go out there and win this game. Understand that, yes, last week was their first conference loss in three years, and it came in crushing fashion. How prepared will this team be? Luke Fickle said that it was kind of a relief and, and good to see, you know, the coaches really amped up. The players, good to get back in there with the guys, you know, the day after losing that game to UCF and get ready for Navy. And I think playing Navy is a, a kind of a good thing here because you can't lollygag around and say, well, 
Oh, we just lost a heartbreaker. Oh, Temple. How are we going to get up for these guys? <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm saying Temple because they're so bad. But this is Navy. And they're good. Like, 3-5 and five is not great in terms of record. But again, records don't matter in conference games. I mean, ECU beat UCF, and then UCF beat Cincinnati. If that doesn't illustrate how tough this conference is, I don't know what will. And maybe Saturday's game will be another testament to that. I mean, Tulane is in first place right now at 4-0. They're number 19 in the college football playoff rankings. Tulane. A year after, they went 2-10. and 10. So, it's, you know, can you mounts back after last week. How prepared will you be? Can you defend your home turf? Understand that there is still plenty to play for. The conference championship, defending a home game winning streak of 30 games. Maybe you can still host the conference championship. You never know. So a lot, a lot to play for this week. Coming up, my keys to the game. Can the Cincinnati Bearcats slow down Navy's triple option? Plus the one big concern that has nothing to do with the triple option and really Navy's entire team. For that matter, I'll explain after a word from Underdog Fantasy. So, sports betting uh, is going to be legal in Ohio starting January 1st. The Hit King is going to make the first bet at Hard Rock Casino in downtown Cincinnati. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. So, once betting is legalized in Ohio, I'm going to heavily use this. But what you can do is it's so easy to get started. Just create an account, um, play while you're watching your favorite team play, you can bet on the over and unders, you know, maybe over under Ivan Pace, seven and a half tackles, over under Ben Bryant, 200 yards passing because it feels like he struggles to get to 200 now consistently. Um, over under how many rushing yards for Charles McClellan, maybe over under 100. I'm going to go, uh, just for the sake, if I was betting on this, I go over Ivan Pace for tackles just because he's going to be so heavily factored in the game plan. I'm going to go with uh under 200 yards for Ben Bryant, strictly because of my big concern that I'll explain here in just a minute. And I'm going to go over 100 yards for Charles McClellan. It's easy to play underdog fantasy available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just the Bearcats, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy to play games out there. You can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100. Get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Stores. That's Underdog Fantasy Locked On, promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen of every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, so um, the big concern that I have going into this game isn't even Navy's triple option, right? The Bearcats have done admirably well against it in years past. Now, last year, it was a struggle because Navy held the ball for so long, and that's what made the game so close. In a season when Navy entered 1-5 and five and came out of it 4-8, and eight, against the Bearcats last year, the Navy midshipmen in – Annapolis, Maryland, rushed for 192 yards. Bearcats only had 95. Navy had 22 first downs, only 116 passing yards, but they outgained the Bearcats in total yards 308 to 271, and time of possession was 39-27 to 20-33. Wow. That's, that's a 
Big, big difference. But the big concern that I have in this game is the weather. So Russ Hellman texted me Thursday morning saying, rain, 40-mile-an-hour winds on Saturday. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. Why? Because the Bearcats offense has, I don't want to say, I mean, it's kind of stalled out. And honestly, if we're being honest, it's struggling. Running the football. I mean, outside of a 39-yard run by Ryan Montgomery on Saturday, what did the Bearcats do well in in the ground game? Nothing. Charles McClellan struggled. Corey Kiner, for whatever reason, didn't play. Ryan Montgomery did okay. He had three carries for 40 yards, including that 39-yard touchdown. But that tells you that before that, he had two carries for one yard. Like, that's not going to get it done. Okay. So, I look at this team, and I look at the conditions on Saturday. Ben Bryant's struggling. The running game is struggling. But you're going to have to run the football. This plays very well in the Navy, right? Now, the midshipmen coming into this game, they do have a change of quarterback. Xavier Arline in place for Ty Lavatai, who started that game last year against the Bearcats. Look at some of the numbers uh, from Navy's rushing game. They're 34th in EPA per rush this season. They're 7th in total rushing in the nation. They lead the nation with 61.1 carries, 61.1 carries per game. They ran 71 times against Navy against Temple last week in their overtime win. That's 73 plays, 71 times, two pass plays. They're all about running the football. They've got six players with 25 carries at least, um, led by fullback Dana Fofano, 132 carries, 488 yards, five touchdowns. If you're wondering, that is an average. I'm using a calculator for this because my UC because I am a yeah, UC math did educate me well, but I still use calculator just because I like using one. Uh, 3.7 yards to carry for, for Fofano. Uh, Mark Quall or McQuall uh, Haywood, a wide receiver, he's got six, he's got 61 carries for 394 yards, averaging 6.5 yards a carry, 6.5 yards a carry. So they do run the ball well. Right? We know that. They're in the top 10 in rushing per game. On the season, <coughs> on the season, they're averaging four yards a carry. On the season, they are averaging 100, or I'm sorry, 244 and a half yards per game. So, I mean, this is not going to be a case where Army's going to throw the ball 20 times on you. Like, that was a weird schedule. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Schedule during the pandemic kind of game. So I look at I look at this game and I say, you know, okay, if Navy comes in and the weather is like how it is, that's gonna put even more of an emphasis on Cincinnati to find a way to stop the dive up the middle. Luke Fickle said earlier this week, Russ wrote about it. Navy is a team, this triple option is run up the middle. If they have to go to the outside, that's not good for them. But here's where it flavors the Bearcats. They've got Dante Corleone, who's having a really good season, and Ivan Pace, who was just named the Buckus Award 
semifinalist, right? Or I believe it was the Bednarik Award. Uh, anyway, so that's going to put more of an emphasis on the Bearcats' two best defenders and top two according to PFF. If they can find a way to stop the run, this team is um, this team's going to be fine. But again, it's just with the weather and Navy's ability to hold the ball and they can run the ball straight down your throats, you just worry about that. Bearcats are 90th in EPA rush, EPA rush allowed, right? So that plays in the Navy's favor. Um, stop the dive up the middle is my first key to the game. If you're the Bearcats too, you got to run the ball, right? You can't let Ben Bryant sit back and throw the ball 45 times a game because given his struggles, which we'll document here in a minute, if he's throwing 45 times a game, that leaves open opportunities for him to struggle. And you don't want that, right? What you want is you want to be able to be balanced offensively. I would look at this game and say, if Ben Bryant can throw the ball fewer than 30 times in this weather, which, again, it may not be, but the weather forecast says this is going to be 40-mile-an-hour winds, heavy rain. I don't like the sound of that. What I do like is you're able to run the ball. You're able to be balanced offensively. Your offensive line can take over. Navy does only give up 92.1 rushing yards per game. They are a good um, run defense, but they're also very prone. to. They're also bad in pass defense. But if you're Cincinnati, given your struggles last week, but we know against USF and SMU, they were incredibly good running the football. That's what you have to be this time around, okay? So there's that. And then my third key to the game is field position. Look, Navy's going to run the ball regardless. But you want them to have to go farther down the field. Navy's not going to just start passing because they're down 20 to 30. What they're going to do is they're going to keep running the football. But there's a big difference between having them between them having to go 60 yards as opposed to 80 or 90. That gives your defense breathing room, right? And then if you can pin them back, they're still going to run the football, but it's going to be harder for them to convert a third and 16 as opposed to a third and three or four or even six, right? First and second downs are huge. And that goes right along with field position. Mason Fletcher's having an unbelievable season. I mean, he had a really good performance at Central Florida. He was great at SMU. He really was a game changer in the USF game. And so if you can find a way to if you can find a way to um if you can find a way to pin Navy back further in its own territory, I think it's going to play a big factor in this game. Because even though Navy's offense isn't going to change, and you're not going to be able to pin your ears back and, and, and rush the quarterback and get after him, what you can do is force them to go 80 or 90 yards. And then if you stop them on first and second down with that dive, which Cincinnati has been very good at in their last two meetings against Navy, if you remember in 2018 when they held them to 124 yards on the ground, 
that dive was not there. It was not. So I look at stopping that and field position, and if you're able to run the ball and be Navy at their own game, I think this could be a really good day for the Bearcats, a really good bounce-back performance. If the weather wasn't such a factor, I would call this Ben Bryant's potential bounce-back game. Coming up, some statistics that illustrate his struggles. We'll get into that after a word from two of our sponsors. Lockdown Bearcats on a Friday. It is November the what's it, November 4th. Wow. November 4th of 2022. Alex Frank with you right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So Ben Bryant didn't have a great month of October. It started at Tulsa. Um, didn't have a great performance against South Florida, threw two picks. Has not thrown a pick um, since, which is good, but... When you look at the numbers in October as opposed to September, and you look at these games, okay, Ben Bryant in the month of September was great. He completed over two-thirds of his passes, 1,217 yards, 11 touchdowns, three picks, was only sacked 10 times, was sacked 10 times. Quarterback rating of 163.9. In the month of October, in four games, Ben Bryant completed just 57% of his passes. Five touchdowns, three picks. So his interceptions have not really changed and have not gotten worse. But his production but his production offset, not offset, but his production has gone way down. Quarterback rating of 120.5. Drastic drop. Um, so you can look at it by month, and I, I said it, I've said this before. I think teams have caught on how easy it is to defend him. The offensive line, which, by the way, if you want to know why it's a problem, they are, I believe, I better make sure this, this task, I'll, I'll get to back to that here in a minute, but um, the Bearcats' offensive line can't hold up long in pass protection. So if Ben Bryant's flush from the pocket, chances are, the play is not going to go well. Um, that statistic I was alluding to, uh, Cincinnati's offensive line is – where's that statistic? Um, hmm, that's weird. I thought Russ included it. Yep, here it is. Tied for 93rd in sacks allowed per game. Interesting – this Bearcats team has already allowed 24 sacks this season. So they've allowed three sacks per game. That will add up. If you're only giving up two, fine. But three, that's a problem. Especially for an offensive line that only allowed 21 sacks. I'm sorry, 24 sacks. Actually, it's 21 sacks, I believe. Yeah, 24 last year, 21 so far this year. So, two, so still under three, but not nearly as good as last year, right? So, if this weren't a cold weather game, I would say this could be Ben Bryant's bounce back game because Navy is terrible in pass defense. They allow 272 passing yards per game, which is around the Bearcats' season average. They allow 
um, a quarterback rating of 156.8. So that's Ben Bryant in September. And they allow 2.3 passing touchdowns per game. But here's the interesting thing. It's Ben Bryant is so easy to defend. Teams have caught on how to defend him. He just sits back in the pocket and chucks the ball down the field when he can. And sometimes he misses on his throws. Like, here's here's the startling thing. First quarter, when the plays are scripted, yeah, he settles in. 70.6 completion percentage, four touchdowns, um, quarterback rating of 165.7. But then it just continually goes down, down, down each quarter. Second quarter, 63. Third quarter, 60.3. Fourth quarter, 54.3. Guys, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Right? That's why Ben Bryan is struggling. He's easy to defend as the game goes on when the plays aren't scripted and there's no creativity and flavor to the Bearcats' play calls. And he's been easy to defend throughout the season. Ever since the second half against Indiana, he's been an average quarterback. And that, I don't think, will get you very far. And that's why this is the time for him to step up and cement his status as as the starter. If he has another bad game, and I know some of you agree with me on this, if he has another bad game, more questions from the media are going to come to Luke Fickle, more boos are going to come from the fan base, it's going to get ugly. And that's for a team that's 6-2 and two and is just outside the top 25 with still a chance to go to the Cotton Bowl as the G5 representative and still a chance to win a third straight conference championship. This program is right where it needs to be. They've lost two games this year by a combined 11 points. So they're winning, they're winning the games they're supposed to win. I know they haven't been all that pretty, but they're still a winning team. And maybe the loss to UCF was humbling enough, was humbling enough for them to get to, you know, understand, hey, nothing's going to be handed to us. Just because we're coming off the college football playoff race, just because we've won two straight conference championships and however many conference games up until last week, nothing's going to be given to us. Everything is earned here. And that is so, so right. So we look at, okay, so we look at this game on Saturday. It's going to come down to, can the Bearcats stop the middle dive? If they can, this defense is going to be very good. It's all about in the trenches. Dante Corleone, Ivan Pace. They've been great all season. They'll need to be great again tomorrow. It's going to be an ugly weather game. You know, can the Bearcats run the football at the level we know they can? Their running game, you know, let's be honest, has had some blips this season. I think it bounces back tomorrow. I think the Bearcats overall bounce back tomorrow. I think you're going to see a disciplined team. You're going to see a focused team. I think the Bearcats get it done tomorrow, 27-17, get to 7-2, and 4-1 in AAC play and set up a really important showdown with ECU next Friday night, a game where the Bearcats can find a way (coughs) to get to 
um, eight and two, and then five and one in conference play. Three of the last four games at home. These games count. 30 straight games the Bearcats have won at home. Chance to bounce back tomorrow emphatically and still be in the race, the thick of the race to, the, to an American Championship game. The race is on. Every game matters from here on out. That'll do it for us and me today here on Lockdown Bearcats. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I battle through a, a cold for this, but you know what? That's what we do here on Lockdown Bearcats to give you the best content that you deserve. Um, tomorrow, recap of the game. Hopefully a Bearcats win over Navy. Final time the Bearcats will face them as members of the AAC. Maybe they'll face them again uh, in maybe the military or, or uh, the Liberty Bowl or uh, another game. I don't know. But I do know this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting game tomorrow. I, I really do. Um, Monday we'll have bonus content for you, preview and recap of the men's basketball season opener against Chaminade. Russ Hellman, I believe, will be there. So we'll hear from him maybe. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have our film review and takeaways. Russ Hellman will join me on Thursday. On game days, the Bearcats play their second basketball game of the season versus Cleveland State Friday. So we'll have preview and bonus count, preview and recap of that. Friday, the Bearcats are home in football against ECU. We'll take a look at that game. And maybe we'll just do recap shows for basketball. I don't know. But Friday is game day. So preview day. Bearcats and ECU from Nippert Stadium, Nip and Night, and it's sold out, so wear black. Thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen of every day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter. Um, the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide Lockdown Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. For Lockdown Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great, great rest of your day. If you're going to the game tomorrow, stay safe, stay dry, stay healthy. If you're watching the game from home or at a bar, please stay safe, stay healthy, so you can keep making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. I'm Alex Frank, the host of Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.